God, sorry, I was staring at um, Lego Dimensions Dalek packs. No porn while we're recording. Yeah, you know Seventy of Console Games Podcast. I'm Jay Stokes, joined today by Will and Dash. Right, boys? Hello. Yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, what have we got to talk about? Has anybody done anything worth talking about? Nah, nothing. Because I've been... All I've been doing is playing Destiny. Uh, I played Destiny, and I've played some FIFA, and nobody wants to hear about any of that shit. Well, unfortunately, that's what I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> oh, well, perhaps they do then. So, uh, this is the time where most of the listeners can fuck off and do something else. Listen to a decent podcast. We're going to talk about Destiny and FIFA. Uh, I can probably help you out there a little bit. I don't want your help with Destiny Dash. Oh, God, no, I this mean conversation. That. No, I can talk about Lego Dimensions. So, Will, what have you been saying about <laughs> Destiny? Uh, right, Destiny saw. At least it wasn't Assassin's Creed. Well, I'm coming on to that. Anyway, <laughs> go on. So, anyway, I. I got tell, the me, tell me about the Taken King. I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm, I'm in the middle of doing that, mate, so hang on. No, oh, that's oh, the middle. Oh, not long to go, then. <laughs> uh, aye, so I got the Taken King last week. And for the most part, I've been really enjoying it. I mean, you guys uh, got me particularly back into Destiny because you tricked me into doing that, the Vault of Glass, didn't you, the raid before it? You tricked you into aye, it, Aye, you yeah? made okay. me come on. I didn't realise, and then... I've come on and suddenly I can level up a little bit more and I'm like, oh, I want to do more. So, yes. I so was we tri- tricked you into yes. buying the game, which you then played incessantly for the last two weeks. That's that's about right, mate. That's what I'm saying. Okay, very good. Okay, <laughs> go on then. Tell us what you're saying. Because you were late to the party with this. Everyone else had Taken King and you were the fucking ginger stepchild who was sat there <laughs> uh, with fucking seven lights and fucking no anythings. So uh, what was your experience? <laughs> My experience was... For the most part, it's fun. Uh, I like the way they've kind of changed a lot of the combat in it. So it's not just straight up, go to the next place, get your ghost to scan a door and fight off waves of enemies. I'm not saying they've taken that out of the game, but it's not the only thing that happens. Especially the platformy bits that they've added in. Hey, Jess? Uh Yes, lots of that in uh, there. So yeah. you're not just relying on your shooting now, you're actually having to think things through. A bit like the Vault of Glass. Not quite as taxing as that, but just it's as if they've kind of taken cues for that type of thing. So when I got into it, um, I started playing the first two expansions that I missed out on, and I'm thoroughly happy that I didn't pay the money for them. I don't know how you feel about it, Jess, but I thought they were really, really light, considering yeah, they cost I, me well I over I agree entirely, mate. Mm-hmm. I did say that on the one where I talked about Destiny Taken King. Um, thanks for listening, <laughs> even though you were actually in part of that conversation. Uh, yeah, I thought they were light. I, I was perfectly glad that I did them this way, right. um, certainly with the new quest system and stuff like that to uh, drag me through them rather than uh, just doing it the way it was in year one, if you like. So, uh-huh. yeah, I agreed. So, the, I, got, I got myself through that and then me and you sunk in to play The Taken King. So it starts off with a bang, you've got the lovely big cutscene, the big space battle and stuff. Um, I found myself right completely on board with it. 
and you've got some lovely conversations now between the actual vanguards, the guys that you go and get quests off of. They actually have conversations with each other now in the cutscenes, which is very nice. Until it stops happening in the game. Because what I've realised is, and this is the part that I'm a wee bit um, gutted with, I'm not disappointed, I'm just a bit gutted that there's not actually a lot of that in it. Um, I, I feel as if there's only maybe about four of the missions that you get that actually have any sort of cutscenes and proper exposition rather than somebody just getting your voice over on a mic. And I don't know, I'd have expected a wee bit more. I'd have expected to be a wee bit more invested in the world rather than just the loot and the levelling up and the, and the gameplay. <laughs> well, you still want a big fucking invested story, which is never going to happen, is it? Well, they've, they've made roads towards it. I don't need to be properly, like, I want to know everything about this world, but I'd like more character interaction. And they gave us a wee taste of that this time, but I'd like next year's one to have a lot more of that. I don't need to see... Maybe not even next year's, maybe, but some of the content's going to drop for this one, rather than having to wait another year for that. Aye, I don't know, we'll see how if I feel like buying that. Um, but I like what they've done with the, the levelling up system and the loot now, the way that basically you're... Ab- You've got this light now. How do you explain it, Jess? I'm really bad at explaining this whole light thing. I've tried it a few times. Um, okay. Everyone knows how it works by now. You uh, get your normal base level up to 40. Fair enough. That's all done for experience. Then you can exp- use experience to level up all your weapons and your armour. Each piece of armour will have a light level. The sort of average, it's not actually an average, but the sort of average of your uh, light level of your armour and weapons gives you a light level for your character. Yes, and what I've discovered is, and Jace, you were kind of contesting this the other day, but I'm sure it's the case that um, the the engrams that you open now are now based on that light level, mildly. So if you're wearing armour that's of a certain level, when you open something up, the likelihood is a lot better than it used to be that you're going to get something stronger to replace it with or to enhance the stuff you've already got. So I quite like the way they've done that. Um, I'm liking the whole... I bought a whole bunch of them free coins off of Zur at the weekend and I'm liking that. You can pop them at the start of a re- uh, strike. And are, you, are you liking that or did you moan like a bitch in the WhatsApp group about it? Um, I moaned come because on, I moaned. come on, tell the truth. Yeah, I will tell the truth, but as long as you do as well, I was moaning about the fact that I didn't understand it. I was moaning about, about it when I was using it wrong. Uh-huh. It does say stackable on the item. Uh, I didn't realise that stackable means each time you attempt it, you got a better chance. Do you know what I mean? That's sort of the way I read into it. Um, I could also be wrong, and that's what when I've read through the bits on the Destiny website, that's kind of the the vibe I get on it, um, but yeah, um, it in, uh, increases your minimal chance of getting a fucking exotic drop. So uh, yeah, that's it really. Right. Says what it says on, doesn't what it says on the tin for me. But basically, that's that's my destiny in a nutshell. I've been enjoying it. I think the uh, purple drops are especially generous now. Last year, I was lucky if I got one, maybe two purple drops that actually offer bosses and stuff, purple engrams. Uh, but this year I've had a, an exotic one and I've had quite a lot of purples, so I think the game's been a bit more generous in the way I'll it has I was saying that to Del, the first session we had, um, I'd seen about three legendary engrams in the three months we played it last year, 
Um, and I saw more than that in the first strike that me and Del did. <laughs> so it's a bit, uh, it's a bit more throwing stuff in your face. And I think they needed that to uh, keep people's interest because um, they needed to drag people back in. Uh, and I think it's slowed down now. I've leveled up enough, so uh, we'll, well see how that goes. This is what this is the other thing. The last thing I was going to say about it was I'm a wee bit worried about the longevity this time. Although I'm hearing the light level is going to be increased soon, and we're obviously getting other content. That's I, I don't know how much about it, but supposedly we're getting some free missions and stuff like that later. Is that a thing? Apparently, apparently so. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read too much into that side, but I'm so, led to believe by my uh, destiny sources that that's the case. Right. So, um, but if the game was the way it was right now, until the, the next time they bring out an expansion, I can see myself hitting a brick wall within the next week or so. And being at the point where there's nothing I can do until they increase all this stuff. Do you know what I mean? I can see me hitting a brick wall with Destiny uh, sometime around the 27th of November, unless I get my code early. <laughs> uh, October, sorry. Unless I get my code early. Because that's a massive brick wall and Destiny can go in the fucking bin for a while. Aye. I'm just... Uh, it's The whole thing is, it's supposed to be a year-long package in it. And I, don't, I know people do manage to play it all year, but I don't get it. So I think Destiny now is going to... I'm just going to look at it as every other game. Um, they bring out a game every year. This in, in this case, it expands on the one you've got, and I'll just play it for about a month when it comes out, and then bin it. But I would like. It I to think be there's able... more than a month worth of play there. It certainly can use it to pop in for co-op sessions and that. But I don't think you need to be religiously playing it every day and doing all your dailies like people have been since the original game came out. No, but uh, that that's kind of my take on Destiny. Um, and wow, I managed to talk about that for nine minutes. Sorry. Sweet. <laughs> Could somebody wake Dash up then to talk about Lego or Aye. Assassin's Bollocks or something? Morning. Hello, Dash. Hello. Are you still there? Wake yeah, up. Just about. We've yeah, finished no. talking about Destiny now. We've waken yeah, up so no, we can talk about FIFA. <laughs> what are you though? No. <laughs> hey, go on, mate. So, uh, sure. yeah, I've been playing Lego Dimensions and um, I've finished it. More or less. Um, Has your erection subsided? Because you had a massive erection for this um, about Eurogamer time. Um, uh, you talking about that big Lego tower that he was building? <laughs> it's 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 far from tumescent now. Um, yeah, it was it was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. There was lots to laugh in it. Um, I don't know where to start really. Um, start the beginning. It's always the way. Start the beginning. The beginning's really good actually. Um, the beginning was probably what did you buy? How much did it yeah. cost you, and how much of an excited little kid were you when you unboxed it? Well, I was completely an excited little kid. Yeah, so I, I bought the, the Xbox One starter pack, uh, and I also picked up the Portal level pack, and also picked up the Wizard of Oz uh, Adventure World, but I have a nine-year-old girl who's obsessed with Oz, so... And you don't uh, have Doctor Who? It's not out yet. Ah, oh, right, I don't know. All right, so a lot, of these, a lot of these other packs that are coming for it... Um, Will be released between sort of now and um, sort of March and May next year. So there's, there's there's quite a lot. You know exactly what's coming out and when it's coming out. There's plenty of time to get a remortgage sorted out. There's plenty of time to get a remortgage sorted out. That's right. And in fact, yeah, I mean, I undoubtedly got stung on stung buying it from game, and I really, really shouldn't have. Um, but there you go. Um, so um, yeah. It, it, it starts with the unboxing. It, it, it's all quite exciting. Whatever. Obviously, you've got to get the game installed. Um, and then when you start the game up, in, in the box is a, is a whole box of Lego. Um, and um, when it starts the game up, you, it tells you to put Batman together. 
uh, and to put Batman on the portal thing that you've plugged in. Right, it's just a little box with lights on it, really. Um, and then the game starts up, and you do some stuff with Batman, and then very quickly you meet um, Wildstar, and you have to build her. Yeah, uh, and then you very quickly, well, you meet Gandalf next, actually. Uh, and then you put him together. So you you basically have built these three little minifigures, and they're standing on this this white disc, you know, portal thing. Um, uh, and then eventually, as the story unfolds, you end up in this um, uh, this world called Vorton, uh, and um, there you basically then stop playing the game. About ten minutes would have elapsed by now, and you have to build this portal that you've just been flung through in the game that's now been destroyed everywhere. So you build it, it would take you about an hour to put it together. Uh, and then, Well, probably not, but... Well, no, no, I would say it's probably about an hour. It's, what, about 300 pieces? If you've got decrepit old fingers like fucking Dash's got. Yeah, and if, Come you, on, Will. and if you want to suck all the fun out of it by doing it as quickly as you possibly can. And it's really cool because the instruction manual's on the screen while you're building it, and, um, and it's playing some cool music and stuff, so... Um, yeah, that was away the time. You you build the thing. Then you'll have Does it watch you on Connect and go, you're doing that wrong, dickhead? No, fortunately not. Oh, but no, it, 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 was, it was a sweet build. It, you know, the way it came together and everything. Um, and it's quite it's quite a sturdy piece. Um, and it hasn't fallen apart yet, and I haven't lost any of it yet either, which is um, which is quite a good thing. Have you trod on any of the I've Lego yet? Because everyone knows that's trod, the worst. I've trod on a lot of Lego this week, but none of it mine. Fortunately, I got. I was um, yeah. I got into trouble for trading on Lego hairdressers earlier uh, earlier this week. Well, I did a lot of times in Ireland. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like Godzilla tromping around. But um, anyway, she shouldn't leave her stuff on the floor, should she? Um, anyway, so um, yeah, then the, the game starts up, and um, you you can switch between your three characters at will, uh, and you can jump them into the Batmobile and drive along. The game quickly starts with you. Um, being flung into Oz and you're careering down the yellow brick road in the Batmobile and you're just laughing your head off because it's just so funny, you know. And then, and so you basically each level probably takes about an hour, hour and a half if you want to go around smashing everything up as you go through it. It's about fourteen of these levels, and they all each take place in a different, you know, a different license. So it could be Wizard of Oz, it could be Doctor Who, uh, it could be Ghostbusters, it could be Scooby Doo, um, and there are you know plenty of others. Um, that you know you'd probably be less familiar with as well. Sorry, go well, on. that's a, that's a question I would have for you. Then is, um, so obviously you're saying you bought the Wizard of Oz set, and you're saying the first thing you did was you ended up going through Oz. Yeah. Uh, is that because you had the set, or is that all? No, like, I, hadn't even, I, hadn't even taken, I hadn't even taken it out of the box at that point. No, the, the the story will take you through. I think it's like fourteen different worlds. Um, and you will do that. That is the story. So you will visit all of these things. And although you won't have the characters that you'll be interacting with and hanging out with and, and fighting for that matter, um, you will still get it. They form the overall part of the story. When you buy the Wizard of Oz pack, so let me just explain it more. So you've got, you've got the 14 levels, which is basically your campaign story mode. Uh, and then you have these hub worlds as well. So unlocks in the game already are the ones for the Lord of the Rings, DC Comics, and Lego Movie, because they relate to the three characters you've got. If you have a character from any um, any of the licenses that are in there, you'll be able to go through their portal uh, in in sort of in your base, if you like, and that takes you through to quite a huge area, really, um, that is completely dedicated to that. So 
if you're in um, um, if you're in Middle Earth, for example, you know there'll be there's an area of Mordor and there's uh, all, all the all the landmarks from there. I should have picked something I know a little bit more about um, because um, and you have big world and there's lots of gold bricks to go and find. There's lots of hub races to take. Just like sort of you know the They've had hub worlds in, in other Lego games before. These are probably a bit larger, but, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff to do in there. Now, I suppose one of the problems of the game is you will find and you will constantly come across things which you will not be able to open up because you don't own the character required to do it. Mm. Um, so for example, I keep finding these, um, uh, like sort of empty arcade cabinets. And if you've bought the Midway arcade level pack, which would be coming out, um, sometime next year um you can put your arcade cabinet lego arcade cabinet onto the stand and then you'll be able to unlock or operate whatever that is but so so i've come across a few where i have got the packs for them like portal for example and all they're hiding really behind them is a is a gold brick or a load of studs or something so in order to 100 percent the game you're going to need to buy a lot of characters so don't think you necessarily <laughs> need to buy all of them but you certainly need one to, to, because the vehicles themselves, they will um, disassemble into three different models that you spend studs on to unlock. Uh, and then they will grant that vehicle different powers. So, you know, it, it, it's the usual sort of thing where you've played in other Lego games where you've had, um, say, in, in um, the last Lego Batman game, Batman himself has a number of different suits that he can change into and give some different powers. <coughs> Excuse me. And when you need, um, uh, somebody else to unlock a sort of, you know, like a flashing gold bar or something. Um, only Superman can destroy those because he has a laser. laser vision. Yeah. So in, in this, you would need Superman or some other character that has laser vision in order to unlock that thing. So a lot of it, and where that, where the difficulty for me with that is, I think, when I played through Lego Batman 3, when it was on sale earlier this year, I played it to complete completion. I unlocked every character in the game. And then it became quite easy once you got those characters to just run back through the levels and just unlock the things that you've not been able to get through before. If you see what I mean. With yes. this, I if I want to do that, I'm going to have to wait until you know next March or something before I'm going to be able to get back to do some of these things. Right. There's another thing that I'm kind of wondering about. It's a wee bit off of that topic. Um, right. One of the things that really annoys me about Disney Infinity. Because yeah. I got it for the boy, was that uh, you get the add-on packs. So, for instance, you could buy the Spider-Man add-on pack that gives you all his levels, and it gives you Spider-Man and Nova to yeah. be able to use. But the only if you buy, buy like the individual figure of Venom, you can't use it unless you bought the Spider-Man pack. Right. It doesn't really, it doesn't really go into that too well in the box, which meant my boy got a lot of figures that he can't even use because he's not got the. The booster packs for them. Got you. If you know what I mean. Yeah, he hasn't got the level uh, packs. So I take it when the Doctor Who pack comes out, you're going to get uh, that. But I'd imagine you're probably going to buy one of the add-ons with the Dalek in it. So what does that get me? Yes, exactly. Right. right. Well, what I would like you to do is when you do this, I'd like you to try and use the Dalek first without without uh, registering the Doctor Who stuff to see if you can use like individual figures. Okay, let me explain what the difference between those two packs are. So, coming out first is the Doctor Who pack, which is a Doctor Who level pack, and that comes with minifig of 
Capaldi's Doctor, it comes with K9 and it comes with a TARDIS. And um, K9, effectively, you can ride around on. The TARDIS, you can go into and do sorts of cool stuff in there, as, as I've played around with at EGX. But what you also get there is a, is a, is a level. So like those 14 campaign main story missions, you get a whole story mission to use with the Doctor. Right, so that is, you know, that's the Doctor shooting Cybermen with a sonic screwdriver or hitting them with hit. And because when the Doctor dies, he regenerates the next Doctor and he'll, he'll hit them with cricket bats and yo-yos and, you know, all the cool stuff that old Doctors have had and what have you, umbrellas and um, all sorts of things. So you'll get, so you'll get a, a level pack. We'll probably take you about an hour or so, hour and a half to play through. Um, but you'll also unlock the world. Um, right. So, you know, that's like the hub world. And there'll be loads of you know, gold bricks and loads of funny little missions and all sorts of stuff in there to do. Now, if you bought, if you don't buy the Doctor Who one and you buy the Dalek pack, all you'll be able to do with that is unlock the Doctor Who world because that figure comes from that set. But can I still use the Dalek in other worlds? Can I can I use that as a character? Absolutely. Although I'm that's not... that's the concern. Yes. Um... Although I'm not sure. I I can't be a hundred percent sure. But I don't think the Dalek is a figure because you get a Cyberman who is a figure. So the Cyberman would be playable. The Dalek you would would be more like a vehicle. I would imagine. I'm not quite sure how that will work. I'll have to have a look into that. But um, but certainly the Cyberman would be controllable. But that means you wouldn't have the Doctor. And you wouldn't have the you wouldn't have the story mission, which is all. That that's fine though, as long as you've not just got a dead figure sitting there until you buy the Doctor Who no, stuff. No, 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 no. Like, um, so um, I hadn't even played um any of the um Wizard of Oz hub world, but I was using the witch, right? Because the witch can fly, and none of my yes. other characters can fly, and having a flying character in a Lego game is extremely useful. Yes. Right. So I've been using the witch pretty much all the time. When I was replaying the portal level, I was using the witch just to scout out and find every nook and cranny and, you know, yeah. trying to take down every so, stud and what have you. Right. So that, that's all. I just want you to see if you can experiment at some point, or if anybody listening knows, um, let me know, because I think the boy's going to probably want this for his Christmas. It is It is absolutely brilliant. It, 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 it is definitely best played cooperatively sat next to each other on the sofa. That that because I mean I I've done that. We're up to the portal level where I've been playing it with my daughter and I've just spun through the whole game um and you know I've just been achievement boring and what have you. There's not much of that left to do now. In fact most of the achievements I think I've got left um are from packs that I don't own but the achievements are already listed on there you see. Right. Um the other question is is it just a Lego game? And I know that sounds a bit cutty <coughs> and a bit, but is, does it just Excellent play like a normal question. Lego game? Um, okay, so there's there's a little bit more to it. It does play exactly like a Lego game, right? But that portal where you put the characters on is a lot more than just a way of getting a, an NFC token registered in the game. Um, it lights up and it changes colour all the time. And there are a lot of puzzles in the game, and they're all varied, um, where you will have to move characters around on that toy pad. So, and also the game will, will you know, certainly as you're in the early stage of the game, will pause quite regularly so that you can go and build some more stuff. 
Mm. Right. So absolutely don't when you first get it out of the box, just build the thing because that's, you know, you're not entering into the spirit of it. You are constantly picking up that Lego probably as, I wouldn't say as much as you're playing the game, but there's a lot of tinkering to be done. And certainly after you've unlocked um, the different versions of the models, which is much, much later on in the game, um, then um, you don't need to rebuild them back again. But it's nice to do that. And you can you can give them all custom paint jobs and stuff. I've got a chrome gold Batmobile that I roll around in now. It's pretty sweet. Um, um, so, yeah, so in essence, it is a, you know, standard it Lego game. It plays like a Lego it game. It plays like a Lego game. But it is so inventive because they were always tend to be completely stuck in, you know, one universe. This just has crazy stuff happening all the time. I mean, you know, you don't really, don't really want to spoil it. Um, GLaDOS and the Doctor play quite a sort of big role in the overall story. Um, and, um, you know, I, I quite like to talk for a couple of moments about the level, um, the portal pack as well. So I got shell and a turret and a companion cube, uh, all in Lego. And basically, the Lego adventure is probably yeah, a couple of hours long or something, hour two hours long, um, and it is completely a portal to adventure, just made out of Lego. It's full of test chambers that you have to solve. You just a completely different perspective. Um, it's all new dialogue, um, and it's all third the person portal. And yeah, exactly. it, it's honestly Ooh, just, sure it's that. so cool. And, but obviously now with the portal gun, you can you can shoot the cameras off the walls and get studs out of them. But um, yeah, no, there's 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 new Wheatley and um, uh, and Glados um, uh, voiceover Dialogue. work. You as, as you run through the story, you'll go to old Aperture Science as well, uh, and there's some very funny jokes in there. And and probably the bestest thing of all is I think I'm sort of um, mentioned in the week um, at the end of the game you get. Not in the port pack, but in the end of Lego Dimensions, you get a new portal song, which is um, Glados being um, not really missing Cho anymore um, because she's got a new friend now called Batman. And it's an absolutely brilliant song, um, and um, it, it just sort of gave yeah, it was a nice sort of cherry on top of the cake, if you look. Oh, excuse the, the pun um, at the end of the game. So yeah, it is a bit of an investment. I would seriously have a look around Black Friday and what have you and Christmas deals because I suspect they'll be shaving a few quid off it by Christmas. Yeah. Well, fair enough. What about you, Jace? You've been playing anything? Oh, I'm, I'm just getting over Dash being enthusing so much oh, over that, goodness, mate. It sounds, um, it sounds really good. It is. Um, you I know you're looking forward to it and it sounds like... Well, one thing I want to ask, actually, before, mm. before I get off the Lego thing. Um, the um, Presumably... The NFC bit is in a, a base that you put your people on <coughs> and stuff like that. Is it built into? It's not built into a brick or anything. It's actually built into like a little base. There's a little Lego NFC base, yeah. So oh, the yeah. Um, main minifigs have one that's got the character logo or something printed on it um, and is assigned to that character. Basically, yeah. that's what unlocks the world uh, and, in, and um, in certain cases, will unlock the adventure as well. Um, the other ones have unassigned NFC tokens, but every time you build them, uh, it rewrites to the to the token. Okay. But every model you'll get, you'll get one with it, so they'll always yeah. have a stand. But if you wanted to have um, have the Batmobile and its second form 
readily interswappable. Um, you have to go through the process of rewriting the toy tag every time. So if you could have spares, that would be quite handy. But you do that within the game, I suppose. You, you can go back to a bit and yeah, yeah. Say I want to build this. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, and 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 the instruction manual you can just pull up on screen anytime. Uh, I've special mention, I suppose, for the soundtrack as well because. I thought the music was most stirring and excellent. Uh, Gary Oldman does a sterling job as the baddie. I mean, of all people, it really does have quite a stellar voice cast. Um, and, um, you know, Batman's interaction with Lego Batman is hilarious. Um, you know, the, the Doctor and GLaDOS is, is quite a great team up. Um, and, you know, you've got the Simpsons. I thought you'd finished talking about this. Yeah, you're fucking off again, haven't you? We've, we've rattled your cage you, and you're back on you it. You can't be back on it. I've shut up now. Oh, by the way, I should just mention, I don't know if anybody's heard about it, there's a IGN event next week, um, where they're going to be doing Assassin's Creed Syndicate. And I oh, should be fuck. going You had to, to fucking that. edge it in, didn't uh, you? And I'll Assassin's Creed. Next time. Well, we'll okay. look forward to that. Well, I think, I don't I'm know sure everyone's going to be fucking looking forward to your. That eagle flying all over London that they've done for it. I think it's got something to do with that, so we'll see what happens. An eagle flying all over London. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, right, back to your question, Will. No, I've not played anything except fucking Destiny and FIFA. Oh, tell us so, about uh, Destiny. <laughs> shooting things in the face. Has anybody That's Destiny in a nutshell. Um, have you finished my match yet, Will? No. Was Destiny taking you away from it? It has for now, but I'm thinking about coming back on it because now my daily stuff in Destiny's only really lasting me about an hour or so, so now I'll have more time, but obviously when I first got Destiny I was every single minute of console time was devoted to it, so I'll probably get told back into that. Fair enough. Um, so, given the fact we haven't got a lot to talk about, let's fly away from the fucking norm, and... Uh, Is that not what we usually do? do We're going to talk about a topic. Hang on, I'm fucking hosting, shut up. Let's talk about a topic. <laughs> great segue, mate. That's a great idea, James. I'm glad I had that idea. Right, who's got uh, a fucking topic? Uh, I prefer a Snickles to a topic. Somebody had to make that joke. I was going to, but I thought it was a bit fucking beneath me, but I'm glad you did. You still get no. topics. Uh, yes. Yes, of course you can. <laughs> but anyway... You have to go to the shops and get them, Dad. To rescue this, I'm, I'm going to go first. Um, I've just got a, it's a wee thing I was thinking about lately. And it is consequences in games. And what I mean by this is what actually happens when you die in a game. Now, obviously, we were just talking about the Lego games, and they were probably most famous for the whole, when you die, you just instantly respawn. Uh, exactly where you died. Yes. Yeah, and able, uh, to, and able to pick up the studs that you lost when you died. Yes. Death uh, has no consequence. You no, that was a kid's game. Yeah. Right? They, they were kid's games, so that's always been fair enough. Uh it's it means there's two levels of there's two ways of playing Lego. You can either play it as a kid and just run through and play the stories, it doesn't matter if you die, or you can play it as the parent who's usually the other player who is running about trying to make sure that they collect all the coins and try to pick, collect all the collectibles and whatnot. Um so that was fine. But I'm starting to worry now, I don't know if this is if it's because of this, but I think a lot of what adult games now are doing mildly the same thing, maybe not as bad. Uh, now Mad Max is one of the biggest offenders, I'm finding, and it's very similar to Tomb Raider as well, where the checkpoints in that game seem to be every five seconds, by my count. Yeah. <laughs> and any time you die, you instantly go back a 
couple of meters and generally speaking if you manage to kill most of the enemies that were ahead of you you respawn and you go back in and there's only maybe two left so I mean the whole game's supposed to be about survival you get this bottle of water to take about with you that heals you that you the water's supposed to be scarce and you can go and collect some up so you sh- this should be a game where you're fighting to survive but I've started to learn now that if I'm wanting to storm a particularly difficult enemy base, I, I can just throw myself at it three or four times until they're all dead. Uh, has anybody else noticed that in games? Yes, and lately? it's quite obvious why that's the case as well, isn't it? Well, probably because the people who were brought up playing Lego games as kids are the, the ones that they're selling the games to. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. <laughs> I, th- I think I think um, this this particular thing was, was well explained in that stand-up routine that Daro Breen did. Where he'd spent, you know, forty quid buying Gears of War, uh, and then on the second level he just couldn't get past the boss, and that was it. And he said, "There's no other form of media, is there? Where, where, you know, it's not like you read a book and you get to the end of the first chapter, and you then have to answer questions about what happened in that chapter before you can read the next page. Um, it's not like um, it's not like you you go and buy an album uh, and you can't listen to the second side until you've." Until you've understood everything that went on on the second first side. Half. Yeah, sorry. Well, you know. you know, I said buy an album in the olden days when I bought used to buy LPs. Um, so I think that's why. And also, they're selling you a story, aren't they? Uh, and you have to be able to get from beginning to end. Now, this is where the dreaded microtransaction comes in, isn't it? Because you know, if people are still unable to complete. Um, and Assassin's Creed game. They had them in the last one. Then they one. should they be hung new... at have they, fucking have you got dawn. microtransactions in, um, in Mad Max? No. Yeah, this is the, the thing that's creeping in now. And, you know, it, and it's just a way of, of ensuring that you, that, that people who get stuck can complete games. Um, but now they're just offering them games that, that are easy to do anyway. But people who get stuck at games have got the option and always have had the option of an easier difficulty level. If you can't go through any of the fucking modern games on the lowest difficulty level, you've got no place playing games. Yeah, Fuck a off. Lot of these Grab games, some though. fucking needles and some wool and knit me a fucking Doctor Who fucking Tom Baker scar. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, it's mostly it's fine. Uh, in most games you die. Uh, sometimes we even moan about the checkpoints, especially when you're playing the likes of Halo through on the harder, dif- the legendary difficulty, where we'll fucking die desperate for a checkpoint. We've been playing for about five minutes, a solid shooting, fighting for our lives, and then you get flung back. So that's a bit harsh. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like for instance, Mad Max, as I say, it's constantly got the wee skull symbol to say that it's saved, saved, saved all the time, and you're only going back a couple of a couple of seconds. But at least if you only throw me back a couple of seconds, at least make me fight the same people again. Do you know what I mean? Don't sure, sure. Because uh, what is the point? What is the? I don't even need this water flask now. I can just run through the game and do what I want. I mean, one of the other games that I've noticed recently is um, guilty of it, and I have checked this, Jace, before you say anything. Go on. Is Destiny? Now, fair enough. Destiny's got many different challenges in it, but Destiny's always had the Nightfall challenge, and one of the biggest things about that was there was no checkpoints in Nightfall. So if all three people in your t- fire team died and weren't able to resurrect the rest of the fire team, everyone's thrown to orbit and you need to start the mission for the beginning again. I granted that's particularly hard, but And we used to hard. cheese the fuck out of it by going back to orbit and being invited back in. <laughs> but you know, even they've kinda of took it out and that was it was only one mode in the game that now by the looks of things you don't even need to really do it. So why take that out? 
Yeah, it's bollocks, isn't it? Um, as as Dash was pretty much saying, it's all for this fucking now, now, now fucking generation. Um, obviously, being old cunts as we are and having played games from back in the day, I, I would love to go back to a time when you've got fucking three lives, you've got to learn the fucking level, um, or maybe five lives you want to make it fucking easy. But yeah, three lives, see how far you can get if you can't fucking get there. Start again. Are they are they not the Dark Souls games of today? Well, um, you don't get life for a start, so you can die a million times in Dark Souls. Uh, up to a certain point, you can die several times because in in most of the Dark Souls games, uh, you get a thing called humanity. So each time when you when you first start off, you're a full human, and each time you die, you become more more, more zombieish. <laughs> you start to look more and more like a zombie. Up to a certain point, I think it's let's say you've died five times. You that's you. You're full zombie, and you can't get any worse than that. And while you're a zombie, you always get some sort of negative buff. Like for instance, you can't accept co-op help, and uh, your health bar will be slightly lower. Things like that. But still, in Dark Souls, if you are full zombie and you're struggling with an area, you can just keep running at it. But that's still just the same as a checkpoint anyway. So that's fine. It doesn't. It's not like you can go ahead, fight a couple of them, get killed, go back, and then free or already be killed. Every time you go back, everything's all back the way it was. So that that's kind of probably the best way to do it right now. I'd say. Mm. I don't want. I know. Like I don't want the old days of like Sonic the Hedgehog when I used to play that. And when you run out of life and continues, the game's over. You need to start the whole game. And I'm not looking for that anymore. But maybe a wee bit more consequence when you die. So that it does matter a little bit, and it is a bit rather. I mean, the only consequences I can see in most games right now is the fact that you get a loading screen that you have to watch for twenty seconds before you respawn. Well, I think it needs to be differentiated by difficulty levels. I think it need needs to be when you're choosing how you want to play that game. Uh You can have, you should have more than one setting. You can have difficulty of blooming enemies, whatever. Then you should be able to, I don't know, um, make it so that if you're playing on legendary like we do. Um, each time you die, you get sent further back, or you fucking, um, I don't know, you you've got no ammo or something like that. I don't know. There's, there's different consequences should be there. Um, if you want them in there, uh, if you want to just uh be part of an interactive story, which some games are going towards, then you can choose that. You can choose a shit level. Uh, which one is it recently that had um was it The Witcher that had the fucking piss easy difficulty level that just uh. Let you basically watch what was going on. Yeah, well, yeah, and Dragon Age and many, many other games. Call of Duty. See, well, there's the issue with the likes of Mad Max as is, is a Warner Brothers game, and Warner Brothers games don't seem to have difficulty anymore. Have you noticed that Dash? Uh, oh, there's no hard. Um, well, at least when you first start the games, uh, it's just you just start the game. There's no. Do you want to play it on normal, easy, hard? Yeah, you, it'll only unlock that, and then you once you've already sunk. 30, 40 hours into a game, you don't really want to. You want to do it again. I mean, I'm, you know, I, as I say, I think it's just so to ensure that people can actually get through. Because if you if you get stuck, you can have all sorts of complaints coming up that, that your game's too difficult. You that you you should at least allow people to skip where you are. And and you know, this is the the most sort of straightforward storyish way of doing it. That there is no punishment for dying. Uh, but either way, that's that's my rant over. Um, Fucking I guess, do not want. I guess if anybody's got anything to say, they can tweet us about it or whatever. I um, on the same subject ish. I heard a rumor. I'm not sure. I haven't looked it up properly, but 
but I heard there was a gambling game, um, casino or something like that on, on the iPhone, that you buy, you pay for it, so it's two quid or whatever it is, you get your pot of cash, and once you've used all that pot of cash, that shit busts the fucking, you can't do anything else in the game. Mm. Which I fucking like that. That is... gives you a bit gives you a bit of consequence. I don't know if that's the case, but can you then rebuy it? No, that's it. Shit was done. You could <laughs> well, probably reinstall it and get it again. But this is what I, I was going to sure. say. There was an iPhone game that uh, I got a while back. It wasn't particularly good, but it was you only got one life, and the idea is if you died, that was it. You could never play the game again. Oh so... yes, I, I remember that. I can't remember what it was called, but. Um... I could could almost argue curiosity was a bit like that as well. You kind of die in curiosity. Well, no, but nobody won. Well, well, nobody won today. But anyway, it's no, not really. For another day. <laughs> An earlier day, day, in fact. Remember that? Yeah, that story we, we've already had, and it was about two years ago. Oh, yeah. Anyways, um, all right, that was a good topic. Thanks, Will. Um, I believe Mr. Dash might have a topic too. Yes, indeed. Um, I'd like to talk about um cost of games. Um, I was just having a look to see what was coming out next and what I was going to get for Christmas and what was going to well, hold over to Christmas and what I wanted to try and buy beforehand. Uh, and then I remembered that um, it's my son's birthday uh, in a couple of weeks' time and thought, well, we could get a co-op game, so I'll just buy two copies of it or something. So I went to have a look at Halo. And on the Xbox store, it's 45 quid. And I thought, it's not cheap, isn't it? Because I think isn't all the... Matt DLC coming out for it going to be free of charge next year or something as well. So this is quite a lot, lot of game for your money there anyway. Um, uh, and it, yeah, forty five quid on on the store, and I had a look on Amazon. It was forty quid, and I think I looked on Shop Two, and it was about thirty eight quid or something. And I just thought, well, this is really cheap because for the last few months everything seems to be knocking around for about fifty five quid. Um, and then I looked at the other ones, like Fallout and Assassin's Creed and whatever, and they're all in the sort of £40 range. So, on the one hand, it's really good to see, um, or it is very good to see, the game seem to be coming back down in price. I, was, I noticed, I think, um, when we moved to 360 generation, they were knocking out games at 50 quid, weren't they, to begin with? And it, it took it took a while for them to sort of drop down to 40 quid and what have you. But I suppose this... Drop in prices ameliorated by these ridiculous season parties that have been tacked on now. Were they, you know, another, what is it, another 40 quid for Battlefront? Yep. And I think another, you know, and, you know, 25 or 30 quid for the Assassin's Creed one, and then we've had all that debacle with the the Batman one. So, uh, although the game seems to be getting cheaper, they seem to be locking a lot of that content away to sell to you later. Right. But so there is an awful lot of um, uh, competition in the price for games now. Yeah. So um, if you're willing to shop around and stuff like that, you can get some decent deals. Mm-hmm. But, do you, but do you think that um, some games are in a position to sell at a cheaper price uh, on the promise that they will give you more co- content later at an extra cost? See, I don't mind that principle. I don't mind that theory in principle. But it always seems to... We never seem to be getting a good deal out of it, and they're trying to push especially, us stuff before it's even available. Mm-hmm. Especially with content size, um, this this is one of the things. Especially with the original Destiny. You know, as I say, you got the original Destiny. You got about maybe twenty odd missions, maybe thirty free strikes in a raid, uh, and then suddenly they're bringing out the DLC, which was if you added the two DLCs together, 
in price. They came at the same price as Destiny, mm. but you were probably only getting about 15, 20% of the content uh, that you were already getting. Yeah. So, is that worthwhile me buying? And it's going I to think be it's same. probably more than that, Will, to be honest. Having, having just gone through both of those, as we both have, there's more than that. There's more than 50% of mm, still, the amount. It's not worth the same amount as the original Destiny game anyway, regardless of my exaggerations or whatever. Um, it's You're buying less for the same price. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm, I, I used to be very much one of these people that bought every piece of DLC for the games that I liked. Uh, but I don't know, DLC prices especially are starting to get a bit much for me, and I think I'm turning one of the people that just plays the core game and that's it, because of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your Batman ones, they're quite ex- expensive, and, they, and they, you get they, them and they're like yeah, free missions or something. The thing with the Batman one, it just didn't seem to be very good value for money. Um, no. There was that Batgirl there, but and it's just a lot of challenge maps and um, skins and and races in Batmobiles and stuff and yeah it's all it's all nice stuff but you know this is the sort of stuff they should be giving away for free for loyalty especially well, this is, go on, sorry. sorry I was going to say especially the, oh, there's the age old argument uh, content that's been removed for the game to be added as DLC that always feels cheap do you know what I mean whereas like the likes of I'm hearing really good things about the Witchers uh, current yes, DLC yes, it's, it's fairly decently priced it's less than a tenner anyway isn't it yeah yeah. Uh, it's less than a tenner. Apparently you're getting at least 30 years worth of content out of it if you want. And I'd imagine that's fairly accurate because most people were saying The Witcher came into about well over 100 hours and it took me about 200. No doing too much farting about, just doing the side missions. So I'd imagine something like that's really value for money and I will buy that. But when they're suddenly bringing out a DLC pack that's close to £20 and it's maybe only giving me five or six missions and it's done I'm out, do you know what I mean, because yeah. I only spent 40 quid getting the game, why am I going to yeah. spend half of that money buying a few extra missions for it, so I don't know I think the game pricing as you say it's, it does seem to be calm and doing, although I would say it's been like that for me the whole time, because I don't think I've bought a game for my Xbox One that's been over 45 quid uh, and I bought a, quite a few of them on day one, and nor should you no. Um, I think it's probably just me because I keep buying bloody digital games. I just keep getting ripped right. off, and I can't. Well, even that's, plug that's well, I, I, I'm doing the same. I'm buying digital games, but like for example, Halo. You're talking about this started this conversation. Yeah. You're looking at Halo. How much are you going to pay for Halo if you do get it for for yourself and for the boys? Um, I think probably about thirty eight quid. But um, see, I've I've pre ordered it, and I will get it for. With a little discount code, which is only five percent, thirty pounds and ninety six p. Where's that from? That was uh, was it thirty six nine? Oh, that might have been FIFA. I got thirty six ninety. Actually, FIFA's gone down again today to twenty four pound ninety. Well, fucking hell. Um, that was from CD Keys. Um, yeah. See, that's a lot of my games are bought for the, these. A lot of my games are digital. In fact, I think I've only got about three game cases to my name. Uh, but all of my games have all been bought off of like CD sites and uh, key sites and stuff like that. Um, I guess that's just the way you go, isn't it? Yeah, going back to DLC anyway. Sorry, before I got sidetracked. Yes. Um, you're talking about rewarding people for content and stuff like that. That's where things like Forza do it properly because they've got the Forza hub and you get your points every month if you go on. Uh, you get in-game currency and cars and stuff like that to keep you playing that game. Um and so it can be done. It's just that they don't want to implement these things that are there because they want to make more monies, which is fair enough. Yeah, it's a business. Yeah. 
Oh, that's all right then. Why? <laughs> so that that was it. Then you just wanted to talk about how the games are a bit cheaper. Well, yeah, it's just the way that, that that they seemed a bit cheaper, and there was there was quite a bit of flexibility in the market. But that, but that really, every game really wants to charge you, you know, seventy quid. Um, well, the RRP for a normal game, for every normal game, is fifty nine ninety nine, isn't it? Right, yeah. And it's like, really, has anybody ever paid that? Because if they have, they can fuck off. And it's because that RRP is pushed so high so they can show it as a bigger saving, that's what pushes up the digital ones on the dash, which should be loads cheaper, as we all yeah. know. We've discussed many times. It's fucking silly. Well, they should it? at least have parity. But then, you know, then they're in direct competition with... Well, they have. They've got parity with the RRP. Yeah. Not yeah, with not with what the, the suppliers are doing. And you think if anybody can have the ability to cut down the price of Xbox One games, you'd think it'd be Microsoft? Well, I know that no, the publishers but, set the yeah, prices well, and exactly, stuff. Because it's only, it's, only, um, it's only the Xbox One exclusives that are, you know, significantly discounted on um, on the store. Assassin's Creed is most definitely £60. Pounds. Right. I wouldn't fucking pay you fucking £6 for it, but there you go. I'll rent it. <laughs> oh, come on, I can't wait. <laughs> no, but I think there's there's a lot a lot to be said about the fact that the digital prices are supposed to be higher because they don't want to be cheaper than the ones in the shops, or else maybe will buy it for the shops, yeah. and shops won't continue to sell their games and advertise for them. Yeah. So I suppose there's that, but but all these digital sites are undercutting them, and that's the shops are still there. Right. The game's still making money end over end right. now that it's rebooted itself. I bet your layman doesn't know that, does he? Yeah, layman can go on Google, same as anybody else can. What's the first place you're going to go if you're looking to buy a game? You're not no, going to walk you, into a game. You're going to go on Google and go, cheapest price for this. Mate, I know laymans. I know plenty of laymen. <laughs> and they're more likely to go on Facebook and say, anybody know where I can get it cheap instead of using Google? Because <laughs> they think we're all the fucking private Google. But <laughs> anyway. I fucking hate that. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> well, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's quite funny. Yes. Bunch uh, of bastards. Anyway, idiots aside, uh, we're agreed that fucking things cost too money or much money or well, things cost Games are cheaper, but money. DLC's Indeed. getting ridiculously more expensive. Yeah. And it's a frightening trend. Yeah, it's, I think mean, the, the, the trouble is the DLC is only there. Back, but they're not because it never ever seems to be worth it. So, you know, they're cutting their own you know, nose to spite their face almost. It used to be worth it though. Especially with, like, say, a Bethesda game. Yeah, sure. And I've no doubt that the Fallout was stuff, if it, you know, if Skyrim armor. is anything to go by, will be, will, will be excellent value for money. Because there's the thing, like, when Oblivion first came out, eh, everybody knows that's listened, it's one of my favourite games. Yeah. Um, I would play maybe 200. Everybody who listened about 84 that. episodes ago when we Aye. last talked about it. <laughs> and suddenly they bring out the uh, Knights of the Nine DLC, uh, which wasn't made before the game came out. As soon as they finish making uh, Oblivion and put it out, they start working on this, and it's completely separate. And it gave me about 30 hours worth of gameplay for, it, for a tenor. That, to me, that was great. That's the way DLC used to work in my mind. Um, but now you spend half the price of the game to get about four hours out of it, maybe if you're lucky. So, I don't know. It's in general, though, by the, by the way, I'm, I'm sure plenty, of, as we said, like The Witcher and stuff like that, plenty of companies are Kind of not following that trend, but most of the big ones are, and it's worrying. But as we've said many, many times, 
you've got fucking choice. You're not going to be the first person to buy this DLC, so wait a couple of days, see if everybody thinks it's fucking worthwhile, because there's going to be somebody who's going to rattle through it in the minimum time it can possibly take. Um, wait for that to go up all over fucking Facebook and cause a massive uproar, and then decide if you want to buy the DLC. Yeah. Sorted. Yeah, yeah you're right. and, I, and, I, and I think, I, as much as I'd like to play the Witcher DLC, and, and I am at level 32 or something, so I should easily be able to... Um, to pick it up and it's for level 30 I think you only characters. need to be level, ah, it's level 30 yeah. plus so you should be fine um, but um, I'm I just need to get on and finish that damn game I, I don't feel that I need to go back to it I, you know I didn't really enjoy the Dragon Age DLC I think I just finished the game and the first Jaws of Hackon wasn't that dropped and um, I just jumped straight into it I just thought oh it's just this game all again but just like a mini version of it and I, I just got a bit burnt out by it really um, bring the Grand Theft Auto DLC though, please. We'll have that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that, that that was done. Can I go and do something else? What do you want to do, Will? Is that um, us? Is it? Uh, aye, I'm fed up. He's. No, All right. Okay. Well, Will, Will's going home, so there we go. Um, Dash, you going to bed now? No, Special I'm bedtime, going to play. Um, get this Battlefield Hardline. Oh fucking hell! Things are fucking getting rough yeah, in London, aren't they? Pain. I'm going to go and play some Rory McIlroy because I'm boring. Well, I'm going to go and play Destiny or FIFA or something else and have nothing to talk about next time. Hey. So join us next time for uh, more chat about games we haven't played. Yeah, I want an exclusive, and other such an exclusive review of the uh, Assassin's Creed event. <laughs> also, I would say if anybody wants us to talk about anything in particular, because we're obviously just getting... A wee stab at this and seeing how we got on. So if anybody wants us to attempt to talk about something that bothers them, write us. Give us an email. I'll give you a stab. <laughs> right then, uh, we're going to bugger off. Before we go, uh, because we are in October and uh, we are but a week away or just over a week away from Halo, uh, make sure you go and listen to the Teabag or Die podcast. They're doing Halo-tober. So they're talking about the books, they're talking about the games, they're talking about the lore and stuff like that. They're covering lots of Halo stuff, getting excited because they love Halo just as much as we do. Um, and we are going to play some games with those guys when Halo comes out, so look forward to that. We're going to do some streaming and stuff, uh, watch this space for that stuff. But go and check them boys out, they're uh, a good bunch of cunts really. Yeah. Excellent. Right, yeah. yeah. Cool. Right then. Catch you later, people. Uh, you can always give us your feedback and stuff like that if you have got anything to say or you want to call Will a cunt on uh, Twitter at console underscore ninjas. <laughs> or you can get us on the email console ninjas podcast at gmail.com. And we will catch up with you shortly and uh, stay safe. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Fucking last week getting done. Every fucking time.